If you're a CIO, grab your executive leadership and sit down and say, there's a major change and shift happening. We need to get real about this environment we're in because we're in a race and it's a race of competition. Technology is transforming how we think, how we lead, and how we win. From InterVision, this is Status Go, the show helping IT leaders move beyond the status quo, master their craft, and propel their IT vision. Welcome to Status Go. I'm your host, Jeff Tun. Digital transformation, digital disruption, topics that are on top of everyone's mind these days. With all that's been written and that all has been talked about, there is a lot of hype. Today, we are joined by someone who has cut through all the hype and has actually been there, done that, and got the t-shirt. Jamie Lee, CIO of Wabash National. Wabash National is the nation's leading manufacturer of tractor trailers, semi-truck trailers, and liquid transportation systems. From the outside, it's not an industry that screams digital. Yet the work that Jamie and his team are doing is transforming an industry. Before we dive in, some of our listeners might be a bit confused. InterVision's Senior Vice President of Sales has been part of several episodes of Status Go, and his name is also Jamie Lee. Trust me, that has led to a lot of confusion on my part when I'm trying to email one or the other of them. Maybe I'm the only one that's confused. Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be with you. Hey, as a way of introduction, why don't you tell us a a little bit about your background uh, and how you came to the role of CIO for Wabash National? Uh, Years and years ago, I had a dream of learning computers and and becoming proficient in it and leveraging it in business and uh, attended Purdue University and graduated in 1994. So boiler up. And let's hope they do well in, in the March Madness brackets coming up here. That's right. Uh, be, beyond Purdue, I joined Ernst & Young, uh, traveled quite a bit, and was really a part of many different industries over my career in transforming IT groups, as well as leveraging technology in those businesses to either be more profitable, to uh, to cut waste, to really kind of transform the back office, and, and maybe even out through the supply chain. That activity kind of led me up to and gaining the experience to be impactful for Wabash National. And in 2006 and seven, uh, I came into the company and helped them transform a problematic ERP conversion. After that, I joined Stanley Black and Deckard and uh, spent six time six years with uh, with them transforming their environment. And then Wabash called me back for the uh, the top job here. Uh, I've been back with the company for five and a half years, report directly to the CEO, and uh, he and I both have a vision of digital transformation, first for our own selves inside our company so that we're good at it, and second out in the marketplace. That's a great position to be in, to have that shared vision uh, of transformation. Talk a little bit about how you discovered, if you will, that you had that shared vision. Well, if you're if you're familiar with the manufacturing industry you, and, you, and you've been in, in some, several of these companies, you'll understand that uh, developing people is not necessarily their, their first and foremost priority. And so like most supply chains and most manufacturing companies, much of the budget goes towards equipment and production and you know, kind of maximizing the bottom line. And so for years, as IT has evolved, 
my personal belief is that much of the manufacturing industry has missed the chance to bring its workforce along uh, with today's tools and technologies. So when you think about people in these companies, including Wabash, you think people are really our change agents for growth. And so if they're incapable of embracing the new technologies, how will we leverage those technologies to gain insight to data, uh, to eventually do machine learning, to do higher end analytics on how we can grow and, and raise our performance? And so I think about the demographics of folks in our company, as well as you know, throughout the, the manufacturing industry, is to say, look, we have boomers, we have Xers, we have Gen Z, we have Gen Y, uh, all coming and changing over time. At the same time, technology is evolving. And so if you think about it in terms of a bit of crosshairs, is where do you target your next best move uh, for the, to maximize that investment for, for the company? For me, it, 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 the digital transformation piece really starts with people and, and making and years of catch up, if you will, but also getting them to a place where they, they have workplace skills in digital um, and, and driving that so we can better, better perform, but, but also take care of bringing people forward. You mentioned years of catch up. That's a great lead in to the question that I have. Can you walk us on this journey? So you started there five, five and a half years ago as, as CIO. Talk about the journey of transformation that you've been on, the various phases and cycles that you've been through. Yeah. So so it, any traditional IT professional will tell you that without good infrastructure, you won't be able to have uh, great systems uh, or access to systems. So we, we have concentrated the first uh, couple years of my tenure uh, back with the company on really uh, bringing our infrastructure up to be resilient. And, and at the same time, with the possibility and promise of cloud on the horizon and, and what that transformation like, might look like. So whether you're starting with the network or you're starting with data center uh, recovery and backup and procedures, eventually you're, you're minimizing that footprint to leverage cloud services uh, as that trajectory comes upon you um, for leverage. But first and foremost, you have to have compliant and resilient infrastructure to even be able to traverse and, and have data flowing to and from these, these resources throughout the company, wherever you're located, multi-country, you know, multi-state, what have you. So that's the first. Yeah, it's kind piece. of table stakes, right? Yeah, to, to to have that stable infrastructure. It really is, and and those skills, those skills for problem solving and uh, kind of leaning out your environment, but but having uh, measured uptime and uh, and critical services available, and the importance that the business understands those to be to the value of of producing income and, and revenue uh, is is a bit of coaching that needs to happen alongside of that transformation. So how do you keep it going? Is this something you'd go through planning cycles every year or are you are you looking at shorter horizons than that? Now, when I when I came back to Wabash, we looked at a seven year horizon uh, with the goal that by 2020, we would have uh, extreme insight into our talent base, uh, being people, uh, skills and that type of thing. And, and our, our industry has gone through uh, several uh, shortages, as many other companies are in terms of marketplace talent uh, that's available. So it's it's really uber critical for us to have insight into the skills that we have uh, to understand the capacity that we need to produce our product and so forth. 
And so in, in 2013, you know, I had an outlook on 2020 is to say, okay, we're going to go through infrastructure. We're going to go through systemic enterprise architecture overhaul. We're going to adjust to the cloud. We're going to be bringing on data and insights that we've never had. But ultimately, I'd like to see us get to really and truly understanding our people uh, at the at the uh, the forefront of all this. And our CEO has a great uh, mission or vision for our company. It's it's people, purpose, and performance. And uh, I, I can tell you from his heart on his sleeve that that people are his passion, uh, and it's it's all very purposeful to our growth and performance uh, in the years to come. So it it sounds like almost the the four phases, if you will, that you looked at was infrastructure, architecture, cloud, and data. That's a great roadmap for people to kind of follow in your footsteps, so to speak, don't you think? Well, you can't forget one area, and we it's a small area, and, and, and you know it to be small. It's called cybersecurity. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that kind of goes across all of that, doesn't it? That's right. We have taken care of that. And uh, as a a side note, you know, you study the NIST standards and Carnegie Mellon and all that, and you say, okay, how can I score myself against that? And we have taken strides to shore gaps. We have taken strides to shore uh, skill and and capacity of coverage of that area. Uh, Everything from, you know, the right equipment to and the right protocols to forensics and the ability to, to hunt threats and to divert threats, really all the way up to, you know, board level reporting. And uh, that's something that, you know, public companies need to take care of is that their boards are uh, concerned of the of the risk of, of cyber attacks and what it means to operating performance uh, and risk to the company. So we, we've taken care of that lane of work as well. Yeah, it kind of layers on top all through uh, all four of those, along with people, as you were talking about, also layers through through all of that. So, you know, from uh, from knowing me for a number of years, I, I'm kind of a big cloud guy to use that phrase. What have you guys been doing in the cloud and what's what's your cloud strategy? How are you leveraging it to further your business? So number one is you know, less complexity is better than more complexity, uh, especially when you're trying to leverage your overhead. So we, we look at the systemic architecture and say, okay, uh, you know, we're not going to build and construct a payroll system. You know, IT is not going to sit, step back and say, we can code that better. And, mm-hmm. and there's, you know, there's, there's purpose in that. So we look at systems that are, I won't say commoditized, but are more platform-based. So a platform for this area and a platform for that area. And, you know, is there a gap that we need to fill where we're not getting data insight from? And, and, and if we fill that gap, where might we gain insight from uh, do, you know, investing in that, putting that effort forward? And then how, how do you sustain that platform? What does it cost us in the long term? And then really what's the net present value of all that opportunity to us now versus later? And should we make that move now? So we're very, we're very strategic about those cloud platforms that we're leveraging, but, but we do see the leverage in the platform itself. And I could name a whole host of them, but I think, I think the point is how we're getting to the cloud. Yeah. Yeah. So when do you guys uh, decide to build something, build an application um, rather than leveraging uh, more of a platform as you describe it? Well, as a as a person that's that's been transforming IT for more than two decades now, I've seen enough of um, a commoditization of certain systems and data models and and big vendors, you know, in terms of 
we know the names, but in terms of gobbling up the smaller uh, players and, and integrating them into their architectures to say, look, you know, we're not going to compete in that area uh, if we were to write something custom. Mm-hmm. Uh, where we might be able to write something custom, in, and you mentioned this earlier, is if there's something that is available for our customer's customer that might impact their business, that might um, uh, help them perform better in their measures, uh, you know, we would definitely step aside and consider something like that versus a cloud platform. That's a, a great point, Jamie. And I love that, that article that uh, you had written in uh, CIO Review. The title of it for the listeners are, Are You Innovating Your Customer's Customer? So talk a little bit about that. That's that's a phrase that, uh, candidly, I'd never heard before, but it, it really makes sense. So, so tell us a little bit about what you mean by that. Well, and it's, it's, it's a little different application in different companies, but if you think about go-to-market strategies, there's your, you have, you have your go-to-market strategies and you have your selling channels and so forth. They're, they're the direct to customer sales channels. And then there's the indirect to customer and the indirect folks uh, in, in our line of business are usually dealers and so forth that have equipment and they're selling to your end customer. So, if you, if you want to create pull through for your product, you need to think really kind of through and see past and around various uh, members of the supply chain that are adding value along the way, whether it's your suppliers on through uh, your supply chain and then out to the customer or, as I mentioned, out from your customer to their customer and say, what, what is the end application of, of your product in you know, the production of revenue, let's say, for in, in, in a particular industry. And in our industry, we feed, uh, we feed logistics, we feed okay. pharmaceutical manufacturing, we feed a whole host of petroleum and, and tank logistics for chemicals and food grade, dairy and beverage type of transportation. So a, a wide variety of markets to look into um, that we see opportunity in. But again, we got, you have to look through, you have to look through and to the end application of your product, regardless of the number of steps in your selling channel. I love the analogy that you used uh, in the article about three-dimensional chess. And, uh, you know, that always brings to mind uh, Star Trek and and uh, <laughs> Mr. Spock playing the three-dimensional chess. But it was exactly right because you're looking through these multiple dimensions of your supply chain. And uh, I thought, wow, what a great image for trying to service your customer's customer. As CIO, Jamie, how do you how do you engage with your customer's customer, and how do you make sure your team either engages with them or understands the dynamics, so that you, as your team, can better serve your customer's customer? Well, well, first, I think you have to look at the at just peop, the people aspect, right? The technology is can be a hobby for many. It can be interesting. It can be something that you get lost in. Uh, very quickly in terms of this is broken, that doesn't work. How do we connect this to that? And and so we have to be, you know, as as good IT professionals, we have to be careful not to chase the shiny objects, if you will. Uh, that we we need to be pointed to value, and to really point yourself to value, you have to have a relationship with the person you're working with, and understanding their value as to the context that they're in, whether that's someone in in purchasing, whether that's someone in selling. Uh, someone in manufacturing, you have to understand what what drives them daily to be the best. And when you understand that, you can say, look, we're in it to win it together. And 
I see you need this capability and I see, you know, here's a little bit of a mirror image. Take a look at this. I see you could use some help here, here, and here. Uh, and th that ultimately would help your performance. So how about we get together and kind of construct a solution? I've got a mindset around technology. You've got a mindset for how you run your part of the business, what, what greater performance means to you, uh, and really what profitability means to you. And so if I can bring this technology and you can eliminate that waste or you can scale more on what you're doing now as a baseline, then uh, we're going to have a win out of this. How about we get together put an initiative together, co-sponsor it, and uh, vie for resources in the company uh, to get things done. Uh, so I think it I think it has a lot to do with people-to-people, nose-to-nose, collaboration, uh, and really ideation and, and kind of reimagining what experience is in our world today, regardless of what part of the business we're in. As a, as a leader, you've got a team of, of people. How do you make sure that this will be a two-part question. How do you make sure that they are aligned with what you're trying to achieve for the business? How are they aligned with the business goals themselves? And, and then part two of that is how do you pass on these amazing insights that you have from your experience so that they're ready to lead uh, at some point? Well, I, I can assure you there's no shortage of talking every day. And that's why coffee is so important. We need to be awake. We need to be uh, ready. And we need to honestly bring our, our healthiest self to work every day so that we're mindful about, um, about what we're facing. And so we have to get together and talk and, and collaborate because I, I can assure you that every IT person professional, if you will, wants to land a solution that people really enjoy. And I think in our heart of hearts, we, we are, we're not um, liking the impact that poor technology can have on a person's life. I and mean, it, it generally causes people to be unhappy and cranky and uh, take that home to their, to their families. And so we say, you know, we can be better than that. We can be mindful about the solutions we're putting forward. We can talk to folks about the value that they're wanting to create, and we can be an enablement to uh, essentially make them heroes with technology. And so I have, as I mentioned, communications a lot daily, and I, I, I coach others to be coaches uh, in this area, um, but they have to be eyes wide open, which means that they have to appreciate that, that technology always doesn't land well. Just because you walked away from it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, uh, our folks aren't suffering in silence. Let, let's go. Yeah. Let's go reach out. And so they have to understand the problem is that we are in a major transformation of people, you know, process and technology uh, and ultimately a focus on data. And if if we're walking around and we don't see general behavior in our climate, we, you know, which impacts our culture, uh, if we don't see that, then there's a gap. And so we play a part in shoring up that gap. So how does how do you, Mr. Analyst, how do you, Mr. Manager, stand in that gap and close the gap through collaboration? And, you know, uh, many of the things that make up our, our digital framework at Wabash in terms of skills and, and capabilities. 
I know you guys have done a lot of work in uh, in IoT, Internet of Things. Can you can you talk a little bit about what you've been doing and what the value that has brought to uh, Wabash National and your customers and your customers' customers? Well, uh, right now, uh, if you look at IoT and many manufacturing companies, uh, we are seeing that a lot of the application is inside the company itself. Uh, most companies have probably what they refer to as core competencies. They say, let's, let's make something great ourselves so that when we know it, you know, we can, we can assure our customers that we can operate it and we can launch it and it's a core competency in and amongst ourselves. And I see that, and this is no uh, different for Wabash, is there's a, a very much an interest in equipment connectivity, uh, automation, robotics, uh, that type of uh, approach in, in really kind of a mechanical automation of, of production. And so the shop floor plays a big part in, uh, I think what they're referring to as the IIoT, the Industrial uh, Internet of Things. And so we have a focus on that. We have a program going in many of our, uh, many of our um, uh, operating locations, and we have many, many manufacturing facilities and operate in, uh, in three different countries. That, that's the primary focus right now is sensors, uh, feedback, uh, data and analytics, and really prediction on downtime on equipment uh, so that we remain fluid as a supply chain and so forth. Are you providing any of that data outside your organization today? Or is, as you mentioned, it, you start internally focused, but do you, do you foresee a time or are you doing it where you're providing some of that data into your supply chain? There is always the promise of, of that. Uh, currently, we're not necessarily collecting supply chain data other than to look at warranty and uh, manufacturing parts, that type of thing. Our customers currently do deploy telematics and, and certain solutions that we outfit uh, for them. So we are a connected part of their journey uh, in IoT. And so I think that's part of the promise, Jeff, as we, we look out and say, okay, where can we play in that space? And is, is, uh, is that a way to even get closer to our customer and our customer's customer? I, th- I, th- I personally think it is. Uh, right now, our journey is in the IoT space in, in manufacturing. Gotcha, gotcha. So the, the glimpse of the future of what what you hope to bring to Wabash National, right? I believe is, it is. Uh, yeah, that's that's excellent, Jamie. This has been a fantastic conversation, and I always like to give our guests an opportunity to to answer the question that I didn't ask. So, is there something that you have burning on your mind that you want our audience to hear about transformation, about business and IT alignment that I didn't ask you about that we'd be remiss if we didn't share? Well, uh, I would say this, that in it, this is, this is on my heart for much of our, our, our kids coming up through the colleges today. And this generational gap in coverage that we have for technology enablement is many companies are struggling with how to bridge university talent to their cultures inside their companies. And I, I can say that the first step starts with how you dress yourself every day. And if you are almost like a haberdasher, if you are dressing yourself in digital clothing and you can say, you know, that we are, we are creating and connecting, that we are thinking and adapting, and I can point in my climate and my culture to that daily, then you'll find a better bridge for talent from the university to your company. And for us, 
it, for us, that bridge has been through our program called Digital Campus, where campus is an acronym, not necessarily a destination of where we want to land, but how we're guiding our investments, which is collaborative, analytical, mobile, process-minded users being social. And so we think of the campus and our talent coming in to the campus that we have within our environment to say, we're going to allow you to hit the ground running because what you're leaving in the university is what we're aiming to provide you here within Wabash National, a digital transform space, plenty of room to run and to explore, but with data in the center. That's outstanding. Outstanding. So what's uh, one piece of advice that you would give to our listeners that, uh, hey, if you do one thing tomorrow, uh, you should do X? First thing is if you're a CIO and or you know, you're over your IT role, grab your executive leadership and sit down and say, there's a major change and shift happening we need to get real about this environment we're in uh, because we're in a race and it's a race of competition. And so we need to look and act different. We need to think different and we need to engage these tools different because the generations coming up and behind us are looking for that leadership and they're looking for that change uh, and to retain them as talent and to, to really employ their skills. We have to, we have to transform. So let's drive it together is what I would say. That's excellent. Great advice for our audience. Normally, what I like to do uh, at this point is summarize a little bit for our audience. But, oh, my God, I took three pages of notes, Jamie. This has been fantastic. Um, there's, there's so many things that, that kind of jumped off the page at, at me. I think the major theme to summarize is that it's about the people. And so many times uh, as technologists, we, we think first about the technology and second about the people, but you've really brought a people first approach. I think that's great advice for our listeners to not only engage with their teams, but also with the executives, if, as you mentioned in the, in the call to action. So I think there's a lot here for people to unpack and move forward with. I want to thank you again for being a part of this conversation to our audience, uh, if you have a question or want to learn more ab about how you can drive transformation in your industry, and I do have to call out, do you like how I did that? Uh, we're talking tractor trailers and drive. Come on, it was funny. Uh, seriously, if you want to learn more, go to intervision.com. The show notes will provide links and contact information. This is Jeff Tun for Jamie Lee. Thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Status Go podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or get more information at intervision.com. If you'd like to contribute to the conversation, find Intervision on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. Thank you for listening. Until next time.